whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships. I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Rowley, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ageless. So today we have Emily Donato on from Covey. And today we are going to be talking all about your founding story and also some fun new announcements that I know you have. But just to start off, I wanted to say I've been trying the vitamin C serum and I am fully obsessed and I learned, but maybe you can back this up. I learned that Applying vitamin C before your SPF actually helps protect you against the sun more. First of all, thank you for having me. And I'm so glad you're enjoying the vitamin C serum. But yes, I mean, vitamin C serums are great against protecting your skin against the environment and free radicals. So that's kind of a great first layer antioxidant that you need in your skincare. And then your sunscreen SPF, of course, protects from like the sun and UV rays. But the combination is a powerful duo for sure. Amazing. Well, yeah. this is really intimidating that I can see both of you with your <laughs> completely glowing, perfect skin right no, now. I'm dying. I wish it was just sound and no. You, know. <laughs> you look amazing. Yeah, you look amazing oh. too. Oh. <laughs> So where should we start? I want to go through your typical day because I know you have you're an early morning riser. Yes. And you go to sleep really early. We read yes. that you go to sleep at 9 p.m. and I need some <laughs> I need some explanation there. Yeah. <laughs> I think the explanation is like age, honestly, at this point. No. I do. I mean, I go to bed at like 8:30, 9 o'clock especially now I'm also pregnant so that it's like even inching forward or earlier, I'm like ready to go in there at like 8.30 at night. But I think it's also because I'm naturally an early riser. I wake up at like 5, 5.30 kind of on my own. My dad is the exact same way. And I always thought he was totally nuts. But in my adult life, like I just love the early morning hours. I get so much done. I love that the world is quiet. Like no one's expecting anything out of me. But if I get anything done, it's just like, bonus points, you know, like kind of ahead of the day. And it's just such a peaceful time. Like, I love it. Like when I wake up and my husband's still sleeping, this might sound horrible. And I'm like, oh yes, I'm going to like go have my coffee, be by myself, snuggle with my dog, like scroll through what I want to scroll through and no one's going to talk to me. I love it. I love waking up early. And I do, sometimes I think back and I'm like, wait a minute, if I didn't go out to dinner or go out to a party or something the night before, what was I really doing from like nine until you know <laughs> yeah. 11? You know, I'm just watching TV or not scrolling on my phone or whatever it is. So I should be going to sleep earlier if I'm not like going out out. But I don't know. I think I'm the type of person who could totally get into a routine like that. It's just I just turned 22. So I'm like, okay, maybe oh. I should try to live and like go out a little bit more now yeah. because I know the second it's like 
more socially acceptable for me to go to sleep at 9 p.m., I will be doing so. Yeah, trust me, if we were speaking when I was 22, I'm 30 now, like I was staying awake till all hours of the night and then still waking up at like 6 a.m., like fresh and as a daisy, like ready to take on the day. So yes, enjoy your youth and like the erratic hours, like you can handle it, so do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already like drained. But I want to talk about what is a universal skincare routine and how did you formulate a routine that can work for anyone's skin? So in order for it to work for anyone's skin, it just came down to doing a ton of research and a ton of testing. So for each of Cubby's products, we actually had 12 different iterations of each product, meaning like we were testing, formulating, and then testing the products on over 150 different people with different skin types, ages, backgrounds, ethnicities, to figure out what was working and what was not. So it took a ton of time and energy to get that feedback in all of those different iterations. I remember like my business partner and I, we would get a ton of samples in and then we would put them in little packets with the survey and we would have to harass people for every single iteration. So this is 12 different times, times 150 people each time. So it took so much time and effort. And I would just say to people like, please just write it down, send me a picture. Like even if it's a text, here's my phone number, like whatever it takes. So I think the amount of testing that we did really got us to a point that we knew that it worked on all these different people, all their different skin types. We also made sure that we were formulating with really, really gentle ingredients, which that was really helpful. We had our partner dermatologist, Dr. Julia Rusak, and she helped us identify like what those ingredients were that we knew they were going to be like very well suited for sensitive skin. Did you ever struggle with any skin issues or did you always have perfect skin? Like for me, I know I had to just trial and error like a billion different things before I found my perfect routine because I have the driest skin of all time. Yes, I definitely struggled, but kind of like in a different way, because as a model, I always like took such great care of my skin. It was so important for me, but I kind of came from the school of thought that like more was more, right? Which was where Covey kind of came into play. So I was using every ingredient, every active, anything anyone recommended to me, I was just like added into the routine. I had like the 12, 13 step routine going on, but I would come to work and I, you know, I primarily do a ton of beauty work. So I've been the face of Maybelline for over 10 years. Like my skin was everything for me. So it's just like the more actives and the more stuff I put on it, the better. Then I would go to work and my skin would literally be like falling off. It would be red, super dry. Makeup artists were always like, Emily, like, what did you do last night? And I'd be like, well, I did this like retinol treatment and then I did a mask and then I did this. And then my skin was just totally freaking out every time I went to work for a big job. And I just realized that I was doing way too much. But at the same time, I didn't know what steps did I actually need in my skincare routine. I also have a YouTube channel and I was always sharing all of my routines and what I love to use. And I did this video with Harper's Bazaar, their famous get unready with me. And I had one of these kind of like aha moments, I shared my routine, it was all over the place, I had a million products, like all the steps were just jumbled and all over the place. And the comment section, people were tearing me apart. They were like, this routine is so whack. You're not supposed to combine those ingredients, there's way too many steps, like doesn't you know, you can't be combining those products. And I was like, I'm a model, I have access to all these experts, but actually, no, I really don't know what products I need in my routine. I don't know if they work together and I don't know what order they are supposed to be in, which is where Covey kind of came into the world. I started doing a ton of research, social listening, partnering with Dr. Julie Rusak. My business partner and I went through over 500,000 reviews of top selling products in different stores. 
we really did a lot to kind of get to the point, but we knew we wanted this super gentle, effective, compatible routine that would work for all people and all skin types and kind of take the guesswork out of a routine. So you can have great skin, but you're not crushing it with a million products that you you don't really need. And is it ageless? Not to plug our podcast, (laughs) but like, does it change as your skin ages? So for now, I mean, you can totally use the three products. The cubby routine is suitable for all ages and all skin types. And what's great about it is that if you do want to bring in other treatments, if you want to bring in a retinol, you totally can. It's gentle enough that you can layer in whatever you want to layer in. But we wanted to create this three-step foundational routine. And then if you want to add a treatment or whatever it may be for your specific skin type, so whether you want to add a treatment for acne or if it's anti-aging, you can put that in there, but this is just kind of like your core foundational routine. And can I ask what things that you add into your own routine? So I actually don't add anything else in, believe it or not. Like, especially like since I've been pregnant, my skin was like really all over the place, but I knew I just had to be like consistent and like keep it simple and be really consistent about like washing my face. But I stick to the three steps. The only thing that I add during the day is some sort of SPF which I'm always changing and trying different ones because I, I, I'm not married to one yet. I, I haven't yet to find one that I'm like wild and crazy about. Yeah, it's tough. I'm in the same boat though, where I feel like I've posted probably three or four skincare routines and it's always just like a totally different thing. And I've <laughs> had people come for me being like, you shouldn't be using hyaluronic acid under this or whatever. And it's because like I just don't know. So I think it's like being able to tell people, guys, all you need are three products and like you will be okay. That is such a freeing concept because I feel like every time I travel, I'm like, oh, I have my oil and then I have my vitamin C serum and then I have like all of this stuff. And also I think you never know exactly like what's in all of those products and like mm-hmm. how they react together. So having exactly. a skincare that's just like, we know these work well together. This is all you need. Makes packing a lot easier. Once you simplify that and kind of pare back your routine, just like you said, like travel and everything just becomes a whole lot lighter and a whole lot easier. And just knowing that the three products are formulated to work together is just like a weight off my chest. At least it was for me to know, like, I know these work together and my skin's going to react well to it. Yeah. So I want to talk about just what your responsibilities at Covey look like now. I know you just announced that you're pregnant, so that's super exciting, but I'm sure you have a ton on your plate. Yeah. So I'm technically Covey's chief creative officer. So anything that has to do with creatives, whether that be social, our ads, our marketing, I also do a lot with our influencer relations, PR, kind of being the face of the brand. But I am also, honestly, I'm like, I'm in Zooms all day. And then the days that I'm not in Zooms, I'm creating content for Covey or brainstorming content for Covey, whether that's going to live on socials. Is it going to be in our ads? Is it going on my YouTube channel? How does that all play together? And then of course, working on future product launches, because that's really important. And like a huge part of what I'm passionate about our formulations. So yeah, that's what it kind of looks like now, which is very different from like my modeling career over the last 10 years. So it's, it's definitely evolved, but like get to use some of the tools that I gathered from that 
part of my career. Can you tease out any new launches yet or too soon? I can't yet. It's too soon, but we are in the process of working on some future launches. And speaking of future launches, congratulations. Thank you. When are you due? I'm not due until December. So I've got a lot of time. I'm about 16 and a half weeks pregnant or so. So I've got time, but it was definitely tricky because we launched Covey. And then two weeks later, I found out that I was pregnant. And then like those first trimester symptoms hit. And I was like, this timing is (laughs) interesting. I'll say that. (laughs) But you feel good now, right? Now I feel good. In my second trimester, I feel normal. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I have to say, from my perspective, being pregnant, having kids while working, I feel like it only inspired me more and energized me more and made me want to show my kids, you know, what how satisfying work and how fun work can be. That's so great to hear. You don't know boy or girl. I do know. No, it's it's a girl. It's a girl. Oh, I know. I know. know. Oh, that's so good. Congrats. I know. I'm excited. Girls, I think that's going to be great. I always say I'm so thankful to have grown up like with a mom that's so passionate about her work and was also always working when I was growing up. I feel like you've asked me before, like, do you wish I was more hands on with you as a child and obviously you were but like coming home after a long work day and being able to turn that off and be with my sister and I was like such I don't know it's just such a powerful thing to grow up with a mom who's so passionate about their job and yeah I'm really I'm really excited for you but how did you decide like it was the right time um there was no like definitive moment that came along that was like, now is the right time. I knew I always wanted to have children. I think the only shift that started to happen was like, for so long, my partner, my business, my business partner, my husband and I have been together since I was like 21, like really long time. We met on an airplane like years ago. Wait, I just, can we just hear that story real quickly? (laughs) Yeah, I need to hear that because I'm like, oh no, I'm slacking. I'm 22. (laughs) Listen, an airplane is a good place to meet people, captive audience. Yeah, it sounds so glamorous. Yeah, I mean, I was flying from New York to Denver. I was going to Vail to shoot the cover of Vogue Australia. And my husband, now husband, sat next to me. He was flying to Colorado for a ski trip. And then we sat next to each other and... I slept the first half, woke up, and then he started chatting with me. He was like young and attractive. And but I always talk to people on airplanes. I do have to say, like, I'm that person that people probably don't want to sit next to because I'm like, hey, where are you going? Like, where are you from? So we're both those people. So luckily, we found each other. And then yeah, we were both from upstate New York, we had mutual friends in common, we lived on the same block in New York, like literally one block away from each other. So when we started dating, it was amazing and so easy. So yeah, that's how that kind of (laughs) happened. Wow. So cool. That's a very cool story. That's the universe bringing you guys together. I mean, you would have met if you didn't meet on an airplane, you would have met on your block or you would have met. Yeah, totally. 
that was meant to be. But every person that met their significant other on a dating app is like taking notes right now. Like this is what I'm going to tell people because that's <laughs> the coolest story ever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel lucky that it, it happened that way. But like, it's a cool part of our story. But to all of my friends and stuff who are single and on apps, I'm like, it's just a part of your story. The point is that you find your person. Doesn't matter how you do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. even if it's on a reality show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a crazy story. It's like amazing. And now I'm like, okay, now that the world's opening back up, maybe I need to meet my significant other in an airplane. <laughs> but I want to get back to Covey though, because I feel like a lot of people are going to have questions just about the brand and the formulation and everything. I wanted to ask you, how do you think that your time modeling and just like constantly having different makeup on and all of this stuff, but also like learning from the best and being in the hands of like the best makeup artists in the world influenced you wanting to start your own company? For myself, I've worked for so many different beauty brands, whether that be makeup, skincare, fragrance. So I kind of had experience in one way being on that side of the camera and seeing how things operate and go down. And that was kind of an interesting perspective. And then, you know, being in the makeup chair, you're around beauty experts 24-7 and you learn so much. And especially like Once I hit, you know, 23, 24, 25, you slowly start becoming much more interested in skincare and taking care of your skin and what you should be doing. So I was always like a sponge on set. Like whenever there were products laid out, makeup, skincare, whatever it is, I'd be picking it up and asking them like, why are you using this? Like, what do you like about it? What else do you recommend? And then I also had started my YouTube channel. So then I was always super curious because I was like, should I be using this? Should I be recommending this? Should I be testing this? But I think if anything, it just being in that chair kind of made me a sponge in terms of always wanting to know like what was going on with products, what was important to makeup artists, what they paid attention to. And it kind of forced me to think about things in a different way, as opposed to just like they're slapping makeup, like on my face and some skincare and doing this and that I became more intrigued and like, you know, the reason why they enjoyed these products. And also, how do you think because you're organizing all of the social content and the ad campaigns and everything for Covey? How do you think being on the other side of the camera has influenced like your strategy in that sense? Yeah, well, I feel like I kind of have an interesting vantage point because I started modeling in 2009. So that was a while ago. And I came from the school of like, big, fancy photo shoots, lots and lots of people, and big TV sets. And that's what I was used to. Then I started, let's call it influencing. I started my YouTube channel, becoming a content creator, and brands would come to me directly to create content for them in my bathroom or sitting on my bedroom floor. So I was always kind of like, I have these two schools of thought of like big production, you need a lot of people and light and a photographer and all this. And then I was like, but I also know that brands are coming to me directly for like, content that I'm shooting on my bedroom floor. And that is what is performing well for them, like something that just feels like you're talking to your friend, and they shot it with their iPhone. And it really doesn't need to be that big and fancy and extravagant. So I think with Covey, when it comes to content and ads and creating content for it, it actually is a bit more of the content creator school of thought 
but I also have the background of like a more produced eye and how things could look or how far we could take things. So I'm always kind of balancing between those two schools, I'll call it. But I think it's beneficial that I have both of those vantage points. This is just something that I've been thinking about so much lately, but do you think that the intimacy of a small shoot like that on your bedroom floor, ultimately, will that eclipse these big fancy shoots? Or do you think those will always exist? Like, will that always be sort of like an aspirational? That's a good question. I mean, what do you think? I think it may just take on another life. So like you can do a shoot like that, but it should be more timeless and it should be obviously very artistic and maybe has more of an artistic point of view versus being able to reach your audience and connect with your audience. I mean, that seems sort of obvious, but like, I think the immediacy and the intimacy of social is just like, I think it's so much more convincing you know when you're talking about a product like yours and even mine it's like I just am way more convinced if somebody shows me something I personal but I do think that just to challenge that notion I have a friend and all of the brand deals she does she's an influencer but she also has her own dating show on Instagram it's called let's fucking date and every brand deal she does she like really makes it a point to have the production quality super high. And like when I'm scrolling through Instagram, it's almost shocking to me to see that content now that I almost feel as though sometimes it's like we're on Instagram all day. So we're constantly seeing these intimate shoots and like these more casual, like day to day content captures that I do think there will always be a place for those high production shoots and videos because at this point, I feel like those are way more rare to come across. Yeah. I mean, I think that like with more higher production, polished images or video, there is a place for it because I think that but I think it's more aspirational, right? Like you're creating as a brand, you create that fantasy and people look at those images and it's kind of creating a girl that you might want to be and aspire to be. And then I think the girl sitting on her living room floor talking about a product that she loves is like your friend recommending it to you and it feels a little closer and a little bit more intimate. But I think a combination of the both, I don't think one's going to trump the other. I don't think because like- I think that aspiration and inspiration that high fashion and glossier things offer is still inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, And I think ultimately, like in Serena's case, it's still her talking to her audience. So it is. Yeah, I guess it's also because it's like coming from an influencer versus coming from a brand. But it's interesting to think about just like different strategies that brands are taking now and especially like with influencer relationships because obviously I'm in that world you're in that world you're connected to that world so <laughs> it's like I don't know it's very it's very interesting to me and I think also like with the skincare space it can get so repetitive sometimes that having somebody behind the brand that also has like worked with other brands just adds a different perspective that I think you understand like you know, from working with brands, 
what makes quality content coming from an influencer? And is it, you know, having strict guidelines and all these hashtags or is it really gifting the product and being like, try this out and give us your honest review. And I think your perspective is like a whole, it's, it's just very helpful to have that, like on that side of things, on the corporate side of things as well. Yeah, definitely. Even when I get offered brand deals and I get the creative briefs and kind of the talking points, whether I do the deal or not, I'm always like, Oh, that's a good one. Like they laid that out really nicely. And I just save it into my drive because it's just nice you know, I'm just learning from other people how they lay things out in a nice, clear way. So that if you are partnering with an influencer or someone else, you know, it, you know, it doesn't have to be rocket science. And hopefully they like the the brand or the product from the get go. And those are just kind of like added bonus points. Have you had a mentor or anyone during your journey, any part of your journey that you, that's really helped you? Kind of. Like, I feel like as a model, someone that I really looked up to and kind of saw as a mentor in a different way, in a different stage of my life was Christy Turlington. We worked together a lot at Maybelline. And I always looked at her as a role model and a mentor. And I, I, I didn't stop modeling, but I took a break for a little bit and went back to school and she did the same thing. And we were on set together. And I said to her, like, I'm thinking about going back to school. Like, should I do it? I wanted to talk to you about it. And she was just, you know, amazing. And someone that I always looked up to and always had great advice. So warm, so smart, like gets it, you know, not lost, just a great role model. So that was someone who I looked up to in the sense that I was like, you know, modeling doesn't have to be it for me. You know, there can be more. Christy obviously went in a different direction and has her charity, which is so wonderful. And she's so passionate about. Um, So that's someone that I really saw as like a role model. But a mentor beyond that, I can't really think of anyone specific. Not really. It's going to be you for your daughter. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So just to close off one question we ask all of our guests on Ageless is what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a great mom, a great role model to my children. And I just want to be happy and content and enjoying life and kind of embracing the journey and learning and growing until the day that I go. (laughs) I love it. I like that you said children too. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be more. There'll be more. (laughs) The more, the better, I say. (laughs) Well, tell everyone where they can find you. And thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. um, You can find me at Emily DiDonato on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Covey at Covey. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It was so fun. Hope you guys love this episode. And thanks so much to Ginny Media for our audio production. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 